0: Babs, this shit crazy on the beat, boy. people this is the trophy room it is Friday. August 6th. Thank you for hanging out with us. Today we got trade rumors in Philly, NBA, and NFL. Tom Brady's taking shots at the rest of the NFL. Coaches who are agreeing with me and they love some on-field fights and a game of quote, low them I to agree with Colin Coward on anything. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, please go give us a five-star review. It would help out a ton. Get a screenshot, share us on the story, go support the boys. I'm your host, Brett Hammer, alongside a co-host that once again got dressed up in a shirt with buttons on it while I'm just in a crew neck and Sweats. that's jackson garlitz that's jackson with an x instead of cks go find him on youtube just search jackson garlitz first one up as always you can catch me on instagram at b hammer time with the extra e jackson how are we
1: we are doing better than jalen hurts it's been a better day for us than it has been for him
0: do you find it weird that well yeah. Dude, there's just, like, certain... Me and this. So, I'm, I'm like, kind of dating this girl right now. We're, like, seeing each other, but I'm not ready to call her my girlfriend yet, and she knows that, so she don't freak out if you think that she doesn't know that. She knows. But we were having this conversation yesterday, because we were talking about... Um, she was like, oh, I'm just so grateful that, like, you're not on your phone all the time when we hang out. And I was like, yeah, no, like, I feel that. And I was like, I'm glad that you're not on your phone all the time when... Uh, we hang out and she's like, really? And I was like, she's like, is that a big deal? And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you right now, like one of the, I haven't learned a lot from dating because dating is actually stupid. Like it's one of my least favorite processes in the entire world. But this is one thing I have learned. There are certain red flags that are key indicators that let you know whether or not you want to go on a second date with a girl that have really nothing to do with her, like, front or her personality and one of those things is how much time a girl spends on her phone when you're with her because if a girl spends a lot of time on her phone with it when you're with her regardless of whether or not she likes you regardless of how hot she is you don't want to go on a second date with her because odds are she probably doesn't know how to live outside of herself that well and that's a huge red flag again regardless of how hot she is regardless of how nice of a girl she is regardless how much money her parents got regardless what she's going to school for if a girl is on her phone that much, that is a red flag key indicator. You know what else is a red flag key indicator? These people, some people in this world, man, have too much pride. And this is what I'm talking about. The, the, like, the Philadelphia Eagles just continue to show us that they are a dysfunctional organization by Nick Sirianni coming out and being like, yo, yeah, well, we don't know who our starter is week one. Really? You don't know who your starter is week one. Okay, so let me put it to you like this. Your options are, like you just tell me if blind test, you have these three options. You don't know what either of them are going to look like next year. Like you're starting a team and these are your three options. Jalen Hurts, Nick Mullins, and Joe Flacco. And you're telling me you don't know who your starting quarterback is last year when Jalen Hurts started games for you last year and didn't play terrible. And Joe Flacco hasn't been able to put up over 200 yards in the past six years. And Nick Mullins do not even get me started. So the Philadelphia Eagles are that girl who just sits on their phone all the time and you don't want any part of them.
1: I think to kind of carry on with the analogy... I think it actually reflects a lot less on the Eagles, Uh, although the Eagles have made some garbage decisions in the past. Interesting. You have to wonder. You have to wonder, because like of what you're saying, right? Which I agree with. If you have Nick Mullins, Joe Flacco, or Jalen Hurts, if the decision is that difficult, I have some questions, because the Eagles did win a Super Bowl, right? Like, and I'm not like people are gone now. But some of the people that were a part of that are still there, and so you have to wonder. Like, it can't be a complete. That you can't win a Super Bowl with complete idiots. There have to be some people in the building who know what they're doing, even if they drag everybody else. There has to be some people that know what they're doing. I think Jalen Hurts. There might be some red flags we don't know about. Interesting. Not, not, I'm not talking. I'm not talking off the field stuff or anything because I don't have any clue. But I'm just saying he. Was playing last year, and while you're correct, he wasn't terrible. He was not a world beater. It was, True, it was like, but he's a rookie quarterback
0: like, playing for the Eagles.
1: Right, but I, I got some serious, like, like Taysom Hill starting his quarterback for the Saints kind of vibes where I was like, he's playing. and Yeah, but couldn't winning. I
0: also throw to you the fact that the Eagles haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver in the past six years and Taysom Hill? He looks a lot worse because he had dudes like Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, all people who have gone through 1,000 yards over the past six years.
1: 100%. And I totally agree with what you're saying, but I'm also saying that the entire Jalen Hurts conversation, um. I'm a BYU fan, right? I make no bones about that. Riley Nelson was our quarterback for a little bit, right? Brought us who? Right, that's what I'm saying, right? Basically, Taysom Hill, but with less ability to throw and less ability to run. Less
0: ability to throw.
1: Right, and he came in fourth quarter behind Jake Heaps, who was like this amazing prospect that BYU brought in, who wasn't playing very well. We were playing Utah State. It wasn't even like that hard of a game, and we were losing. And you put him in there, and he played well for a couple games, right, the shock factor. And then about after four or five games, defense is adjusted and BYU was trash for the rest of the season pretty much. I think with Jalen Hurts, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't believe he sucks, but I think that he's very Colin Kaepernick in how he plays. And then oh, okay. once you figure out his game, I think it's very easy to adjust to it because you just realize, hey, no runs up, no running, you can't let him beat you to the outside. You can't let him run up the middle, leave a QB spy. And I think, really, at the end of the day, his game's pretty easy to figure out. Whereas, like, with Mahomes, some, someone who wants to, like, like, look downfield and always is looking to throw, and I'm not saying that, like, they're on the same level, so I don't want to, like, do that disservice, but it's different when you have a QB who's always looking to throw but is dangerous on his feet versus a QB who, the second that there's pressure, wants to make the run. I think sure. it might have a lot more to do with how Jalen Hurts is performing in practice and or, like, just... I think the Eagles have looked at it last year and they're like, it's not sustainable.
0: Yeah. I just know. We know from reports that this is a s- unstable organization at this point. Like what you want, if you have a relationship, if you're in a relationship that is going downhill, the one thing you have to grab is some kind of reality and stability and right now, you absolutely have none if you're the Eagles. So, why don't you at least try to create some kind of stability by saying, like, giving us give us a united front. Like, even if you... Because, like, if this was close, which I, I don't think it's even close. I don't think it's close that Joe Flacco or Nick Mullins are going to be the starter. Or that if they were going to be the starter, that it, they were going to be significantly better than Jalen Hurts. I'll concede to you, I don't think that Jalen Hurts plays anywhere decent at court like he'll be average or below average for his entire career he'll never be better and I can tell you that because he played quarterback at Alabama and that's just how playing quarterback at Alabama goes the past 20 years it just worries me a little bit if you're the Philadelphia Eagles you had this guy you brought this guy in for Carson Wentz you drafted him to be Carson Wentz backup you got rid of said starter and now you're not willing to give him the starting job but you're thinking about giving it to Joe Flackmore Nick Mullins that's a red flag to me that that let's me know you don't know what you're doing, and honestly, if that's the case, I see um, Jalen Hurts at some point. I mean, the odds of him being the week one starter have gone down since this whole trade rumor to the Deshaun for Deshaun Watson has come out. But I, I don't think if you're Philadelphia Eagles, I'm really sorry, and I'm honestly not totally sure how you want a Super Bowl.
1: I think, on top of it, when a team is either succeeding or attempting to turn it around successfully. I think that you build an identity. You have an identity but, about you. Exactly, about your but they matter. don't have one. And I think what the Eagles have a problem with is they're stuck between a rock and a hard place where they recognize that they don't have an identity and Jalen Hurts, I don't think, is the identity long-term they want to go with. I understand, like, in the short term, they might not have any choice, which is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. But but I think, like, you look at, like, the Detroit Lions, Right. Dan Campbell, right, the whole meathead Detroit kind of vibe that is given off. That's my guy. That That is the kind of, like, even if Detroit sucks this year, which would not be a surprise, it's Detroit. But even if they suck, man, they will be the Dan, like, they're not the Detroit Lions. They're the Dan Campbell meatheads. That's what they are. And that's something that they're going to coalesce around and that they're going to form kind of a team basis around. Whereas people like the Eagles and even people like, Oh, like, not like like the Panthers. They don't have an identity. There is no identity, and because there's no identity, there's no team unity around a mentality or player. It's hard to see them really turning it around because they're just kind of peddling players and quarterbacks. Whereas with Dan Campbell, it's like uh, he don't, you don't really care who's a quarterback. You know, Dan Campbell is going to get him into that mentality where it's going to be like ripping kneecaps off.
0: Um, yeah, that I actually you should be really excited. Um, you should be really excited if you are a Dan Campbell fan or if you're a, if you're a Detroit lions fan, cause like you said, like if you're going to lose as the Detroit lions, at least you're, you're losing going uphill with this guy. Cause you know that he wants to be there. And that is a perfect example of what he said Okay, so we had this conversation, it was on Tuesday, Wednesday, about fighting in the NFL because there was this massive fight at Giants practice, three guys retired, there were 91 people supposedly involved with this fight, and everybody's all upset, but then there is a fight at Detroit Lions practice, no one has retired, and Dan Campbell came out and he said, quote, yeah, I mean, I was fired up because they're competing, man. It was good to see both of them, two young bucks going after it. They were, look, we had a pretty good idea of Amon Ra, you know, the sun god, so one of the players, what he's capable of. His aggressi- his aggressiveness shows up. It would show up on tape. This guy will mix it up, and there's... So, I, I agree, like, I like to see the fighting on the field. I think it shows... Like, you don't see scrubs, because everyone knows that one kid from high school who always acted like he was going to fight, and then anytime there was, like, one opportunity where he was going to do it, he didn't do it the like you if you're fighting at practice you are probably not afraid especially on a football field and then also we have dan campbell coming out saying that he drinks so uh where's this story okay so dan campbell i don't know a lot about coffee i am a caffeine person but i don't drink coffee obviously i I, i'll probably pound a monster a day when i wake up to go do byu sports nation in the mornings but um let's see Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell starts the day with two 40 ounce coffees with two shots of espresso each. I don't know how much coffee that is, but there's a lot of people on the internet talking about how this is like, like, would supposedly make you throw up every day. So there's good news to be had if you're a Detroit Lions fan. And I love the meathead mentality because you know that this guy wants to be here. And you cannot say that for a lot of people in Detroit. Yeah, I don't even know if you could argue that Jared Goff wants to be there.
1: I, I think it, the only thing funnier than Daniel Jones jumping into a New York Giants, like, brawl would be Jared Goff jumping into a middle of a Detroit Lions brawl. That's the only thing that could possibly be funnier. And here's the thing with me. The mentality is what's different, right? The, there's fighting on both fronts. But in Detroit, like, in the Detroit Lions scenario, they are battling, right? The whole thing is that it is competitive and they're battling with one another. Whereas... With Giants practice, it doesn't seem like it's competition so much as it is frustration. Which exactly. Is why it results with people retiring. People are frustrated. And I think if, if you want to know where to go to survive when the ship starts sinking, you follow the rats and people are jumping off the ship. And yeah. I think, I think, I really do think. Um, again, like we'll talk about this in the game later. But low them, I agree with Colin Cowherd on anything. I do think one take the, like one of the takes that he had that was actually pretty correct uh, was that the Giants got him weapons. There are no excuses for Daniel Jones if he doesn't if they don't do anything this year. And I think, at least looking at it right now, it's not off to a very good start
0: yeah i mean if you have 91 people all fighting at the same time that that's like uh i don't care i just hate everything whereas if you have two guys fighting that's you and me we're going at it but like the rest of me and the team are good it's just you did something to piss me off and frankly like that that kind of competition that heat doesn't bother me i just went ahead and did the math so dan campbell said he did 42 40 ounce coffees a day I did the math, and supposedly eight fluid ounces of coffee, which is one-tenth of what he does every day, is 237, oh, sorry, 95 milligrams of caffeine. And then he has two shots. so So if you multiply that by 10, he's doing close to 950 milligrams of caffeine a day. Um, your average monster i unfortunately do know this your monster has probably about 150 milligrams of caffeine somewhere in there and if you're doing like a bang or a rain because yes i do both of those as well those are pushing you close into the upper 300s or if you do a rockstar blackout that's also 300 just as a psa if you have a high caffeine tolerance you probably want to move from monster to bang but i digress speaking of colin cowherd um, okay, so I, I, you, we, uh, we joke a lot about the whole uh, of I to agree with Colin Cowherd on anything. So before we get into this game that you don't know anything about yet, like, I guess what's your beef with Colin Cowherd and how frequently do you actually pay attention to the things that he says?
1: Listen, so my problem with Colin Cowherd actually isn't even with very many of his takes. My problem is that people severely... It's that when somebody's clean and articulate people mistake that for intelligence.
0: Ooh! Colin,
1: and and I'm not, like, it's Bars. not a personal dig at Colin Cowherd. It's that when Skip Bayless says things, we know that they're stupid because whenever he says things, they usually, number one, they trigger some sort of Mechanism in our brain that lets us know how much BS is being spilled, but also it usually contradicts the things that he said t- ten minutes earlier. When it comes to Colin Cowherd, Colin Cowherd is more consistent, but Colin Cowherd literally sees ghosts everywhere. Every single thing is a narrative. Every single thing is a world ender. Every single thing is reflective of the society that we live in. And Colin Cowherd honestly gives me some really smug Portland vibes, where it's that's this, where he's from. That, so, well, and and that would make sense. But my problem is that he leans into it. It's that. Colin Cowherd, his takes are just as stupid as Skip Bayless's takes. Interesting. Most most of the time. But Skip Bayless plays into the whole... He's like Donald Trump, right? Where Skip Bayless leans into it, right? And is, like, egging it on because he knows that there are haters and, like, he's, like, blowing kisses to the crowd. Colin Cowherd is that individual who has the stupid takes, maybe not the same takes, but stupid takes. But then if you disagree with him, it's, you're just wrong, you're just wrong, and it's okay, I'm right, and it's like, well, no, there are things that are objectively true, right, like, this, this Baker Mayfield problem that he has, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan, personally, I'm not, but this thing where he's like, every single thing that goes wrong with the Brown, the Browns sucked long before Baker Mayfield got there, True. way before that, and so that's my big problem, is that just, at, at the end of the day, Colin Cowherd likes to spin narratives out of things that are not true, and he just and he he'll target specific things and then he'll never go back on them, pretty much ever. Um, and it's at least Skip Bayless is like, yeah, I'm being a troll. Colin Cowherd actually thinks like his takes are correct, and then tries to spin a narrative and a worldview. And like, it's that reality typically molds you and I. Colin Cowherd, people like him, try to mold reality to them. And that's not how it works. And it, it, it makes you look really dumb at the end of the day when you say something really stupid and everybody's like, no, that's obviously not correct. And you're like, well, you're wrong because you're wrong. No, you can have an opinion on something but that doesn't make it correct.
0: All of the reasons that you hate Colin Coward are all of the reasons that I love Colin Coward. Just because right. I think if you... Running a simulcast, which for a lot of so for anyone who doesn't work in sports media which is most people running a simulcast is probably one of running a successfully productive and efficient simulcast. And what I mean by simulcast is simulcast. And is anytime you are running a radio show and a pot and a TV show at the same time, I'm not talking about
1: it's running a, a massive, it's a massive organization. Exactly. And, so much work.
0: And, and I'm not talking about, cause there, cause like I work, on a couple shows at BYU TV, and what they sometimes what we do is it's a TV show, and we just record the audio and post it as a podcast afterwards. That's not what I'm talking about. Because with the radio show, like it's just the format's differently. Running, the, running a simulcast is one of the hardest things to do, because you have to entertain people who are watching and entertain people who are listening at the same time, which I think is why it becomes so imperative. I love Colin Coward's taking on turning a story into a narrative that flows with a timeline, I enjoy that. I think that's why he's so successful. You and I agree. That's why he's so successful. I just happen to like it. 100%. You happen, you happen to not. So, because because Jackson loves to spit uh, on Colin Coward, we're going to play a game. So, Colin Coward today on his show, or I guess it would have been yesterday, he had so on his show they played a game at the end called and it was uh Canton or Cant Out. So like Canton, Ohio, because that's where the NFL Hall of Fame is. Or I the think Pro think Football I saw Hall of Okay, yeah. so I hope you didn't see too much of it because um this is what we're gonna do. Part one is I'm just gonna read you a bunch of guys that he played in this game and whether or not he said they are a Hall of Famer today. First of all, that like that was the premise of the game. Is He wanted to say whether or not they're a Hall of Famer today. First of all, this game is really stupid because a lot of these guys haven't been in the league long enough to be Hall of Famers. So when he goes and says that so-and-so isn't a Hall of Famer, you're like, well, duh, he's only been in the league for three years. Like it's a little bit of clickbait So I'm going to let you play this Just so that you can spit on Colin Coward's takes a little bit And disagree with him And then at the end I'm going to give you seven guys And you're going to tell me whether or not Not are they Hall of Famers today But will they and should they be in the Hall of Fame At the end of their career okay 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 so did Colin Coward believe That Odell Beckham is a Hall of Famer
1: I think that he did um, and I understand, I understand the mentality. I understand the reasoning behind it and that he hasn't played enough games and also, um, that the production when he's in those games is not nearly enough. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with, we talk about situation a lot in sports. And if you are not in the right situation, a lot of times like that, the difference between a lot of people is that like people who end up in the right situation will succeed. People who aren't in the wrong situation can succeed but they have to fight the people who are trying to help them in order to do it and i just think at the end of the day like i understand it i think he would be were he not with the browns is it, my only caveat that i'd add
0: interesting K. Okay, colin counter did not believe odell beckham is a hall of famer right now obviously because he, his his argument was that odell beckham is too injured which i would be able to agree with k okay, does he believe that julio jones is a hall of famer today yes or no
1: Yes, he does. I think he does
0: believe Julio Jones is a Hall of Famer today,
1: and I think that that's accurate. I don't know how you would tell the like Shannon Sharp actually. I really agree with like his take on this. Like, you need to be able to tell the story. Like, is it possible to tell the story of the NFL without this person? I think Julio
0: Jones.
1: I think Julio Jones is actually someone that you would need to include in the story of the NFL in order to tell that story. And so I think actually like including him in the Hall of Fame it makes total sense to me. Just based on production and also like just legacy
0: that is so deep i love that like that's a take of the day someone's a hall of famer if you can't tell the story of the nfl without them or a story of the nba however you want to call it um okay travis kelsey is travis kelsey a a hall of famer today or not according to colin coward
1: Um, I don't remember his specific take on this one. But if
0: you had to guess, what do you think that the smug Portland boy that grew up in Seattle would say? I think he would
1: say no. That would just be me, though.
0: So Travis Kelsey, he does believe that Travis Kelsey is a Hall of Famer today, which I would tend to agree with. Travis Kelsey, I believe, holds the record either for touchdowns or receiving yards in a season. Um, I believe it's touchdowns. I mean, he's led the league. He's led the league in receiving yards for tight ends the past uh, three to four years. So yeah, I would go ahead and give that. I, I I would agree with that. I don't think that's a stupid take that Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Famer today.
1: I wouldn't. I I wouldn't say that's a stupid take. No.
0: Okay. Does Colin Coward believe that Khalil Mack is a Hall of Famer today? Yes or no.
1: I don't remember, but I think he said that he is not. Not he, positive.
0: He does believe he's. He doesn't believe Khalil Mack's a Hall of Famer. Yeah or no on that.
1: Um. I would say it's borderline, simply because of dominance. I think that Khalil Mack is extremely dominant. It's like, who, like it's Khalil Mack and who else when it comes to that position? Like who's even in the stratosphere, right? And at I, at the end of the day, this is my personal belief. If there is a point within your NFL career that somebody can say that you are the best, I think at some point you're going to end up in the NFL Hall of Fame, and I believe that Khalil Mack is there.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Colin Coward said that he's not Hall of Famer mostly because he only has, I believe, he doesn't have a sack in the playoffs in the past four years. But to be fair, his entire career has been playing for the Oakland Raiders and the Chicago Bears. And I don't really blame one guy on defense if the rest of your team sucks for you not making the playoffs. So if you have a good enough regular season, like, okay, okay, so like, I mean I'm just going to hop down and I'll just give you one. He said JJ Watt is a Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh which we would all agree with. Tell me, do you want to yeah. tell me how many sacks that JJ Watt has in the playoffs in the past let's say 5 years? 0 because the Texans haven't made the playoffs in the past 5 years. I mean they might have I think they might have made it once in 2017 and maybe last year, but like like the Texans are just so bad that I'm not going to hold it against JJ Watt that they don't make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying?
1: He played for the Bears, who have had, like, an anemic offense for forever. He exactly. Had John, Gruden. John Gruden owns the Oakland Raiders. Like, he, like the, the owner of the Oakland Raiders is John Gruden. Like, let's be really clear about that. I don't blame anybody on defense or offense in the Oakland Raiders situation, and I don't blame anybody on, like, defense carries the Bears whenever they win. And so, I don't know. How, I don't understand how you can make that take.
0: Okay. So, he said... Do you think he thinks that Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer today? Yes or no?
1: I think he would say no. Okay, he
0: said no. Yeah or no on that?
1: Um. See, this one I'm actually really split on, simply because he's he's has a lot of mileage on him, and he's actually fairly consistent. The problem is that Matt Ryan Matt Ryan is like the opposite of Tom Brady, where Tom Brady is not super athletic but overachieves. Matt Ryan is like the Tom Brady kind of mold athletically, but never overachieves at all. True. Right? He's either at expectations or he's a little bit below them. Um, and I've, I'll i be honest, I watch Russell Wilson play, right, and Tom Brady play, and I'm like, wow, like they, are, they are just they are forcing their team to be competent. I have never watched Matt Ryan play and been like, wow, he's raising his team. I've always been like, yeah, he's a game manager. A really good one, but he's a game manager.
0: I would submit to you that I believe Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer only because his career average is... I don't have it right here in front of me, but his career average is actually a lot higher than what you would believe it to be. Um, he also and has it, Julio Jones, though. Ex- that's, no, that's fair. But he also doesn't lose you games, and at one point... Um, He was, he held the, or he was pretty close to the record for, um, like, he hadn't been sacked in so long because just that's just how good he is. So I mean, look, the guy's thrown for three hundred fifty touchdowns, fifty five thousand yards. Like, he's he's a good, he's a good ball player. But I think he is. I think he's a hall of famer. So, so, so I believe he is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's been to Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. He basically won a Super Bowl. They just decided not to run the ball in the third and fourth quarter. But I digress. Um, Actually, that
1: is fair because also, I I watched. I was watching the Saints game last year uh, when they played him twice. Like, I watched both the Saints games, and he was running for his life. Like he had. Li- it was literally. It was like you and I were out there playing offensive line. It was horrifying every single play it was an attempted murder and so i i do understand what you're saying and i think that one especially i could be convinced i think i think i could be convinced that he's a hall of famer specifically because the combination of the super bowl and the mvp that's hard to do right it's one thing for a quarterback to be carried to the super bowl, nick Foles, right yep. it's one thing to be carried yep. to the super bowl and then to perform in the super bowl like anybody can have a good game uh, but to be consistently the best player all year and to win a Super Bowl, that's hard. So I could be convinced there.
0: Okay. Okay, I got you seven guys. You tell me whether or not they're a Hall of Famer. Just real quick, let's run through them. Okay, Justin Dope. Jefferson, will he be a Hall of Famer?
1: No. Okay.
0: Richard Sherman, will he be a Hall of Famer?
1: Yes, but that one's actually, this is just my personal opinion real quick. I think that will have more to do with personality than it will on the field as compared to other players.
0: But wouldn't that go back to your point, though, that you can't tell the story of the NFL without the Legion of Boom and Richard Sherman?
1: Correct. I'm, I'm, I'm saying he would be in there, but I'm saying that would be the rationale given as compared to his performance.
0: Okay. Antonio Brown, Hall of Famer or not? Uh... Oh, frick. See, that's what I'm oh. saying. That's a tough one.
1: That's like a 30-minute say...
0: conversation.
1: That that is a much longer conversation. Um, I would say no, specifically because I don't think, especially in this time and age that we live in, that the NFL would let someone in who's been accused of sexual assault. I just think that would be extru- that would be a really hard one for him to get over. That's just me though.
0: If Terrell Owens still can't make it into the Hall of Fame this many years later, and Terrell Owens did less bad things than uh, Antonio exactly Brown. exactly who I thought of. Exactly. exactly and I of. and I, I do think Terrell Owens should be in the Hall of Fame. I do think he deserves Same. it. But if Terrell Same. Owens can't make it in the Hall of Fame, then there's no way that Antonio Brown can. Antonio Brown does have a Super Bowl, though. So I, I I am with you. I actually think both of them... I don't know if Antonio Brown deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just because he did have such a, such a hiatus that he wasn't able to be on the field. And to me... If you keep yourself off the field for that long, I feel like that says enough about your personality that I don't care like how good you did the rest of your years, and we know how much the NFL or the Pro Football Hall of Fame values personality, competence, and character. So I whether I whether or not they want to talk
1: about it. Like that's they, they do take that into account. I don't understand people who are like it's all about no, it's definitely not. If TO's not in the Hall of Fame, like it, their personality has something to do with it.
0: exactly okay josh allen will he be a hall of famer or not
1: Ah, freak way too early to tell my initial impression is yes but it's way too early to tell
0: yeah i agree with you i mean he's only i mean his first two years in the league he wasn't great and then his third year he made a phenomenal jump so we'll see what he does here in the next couple years but to be fair he made the bills a lot better than i mean they really hadn't been significant since Like what? Like the 80s and the 90s when they went to four straight Super Bowls. Like they were like one, two games away. They were a couple good plays from going to the Super Bowl.
1: They really were. They were so close. Because if
0: they would have beat the Chiefs, I mean, and honestly, for
1: him, right? Super classy fan base. Like just they haven't had success in so long.
0: No, those are some diehard boys. You love to see it. All right, Jalen Ramsey, Hall of Famer or no?
1: Uh yes.
0: I love me some Jalen Ramsey. That boy's a dog. Okay, Derrick Henry, Hall of Famer or no?
1: Yes, it will end up happening.
0: That one is an easy yes to me, and I would submit to you even further. Not only is he a Hall of Famer, but I think at some point I will say this, I will write my name to it, and I will tattoo it on my butt cheek if I get it wrong. Like, I think Derrick Henry could go down as the greatest running back who ever lived.
1: I don't know about greatest, only because the lifespan of a running back's career in the NFL is so short that I don't know how he would... I don't know if he has it left in him to top what he has previously done, and I don't know if what he has previously done tops people who are already there. But that's just me. I'll I'll leave
0: with this before we hit our next topic, but there's never been anyone in the NFL, I don't believe, who's had three... Two thousand yard rushing seasons especially consecutively right now derrick henry has two and you now just unloaded that tackle box by adding julio jones now you're gonna have to add another corner or a nickelback onto the field and with that being said like derrick henry was torching defenses with a loaded tackle box and now you spread that thing open i can only see him running for more yards than he has before
1: I've never seen anybody like just dehumanize and absolutely embarrass people attempting to tackle him either. I've never seen stiff arms as terrifying as Derrick Henry's. I will give you
0: that. No, he literally ruins people's entire lives. Like I would rather, I would rather take a toothbrush, to like every seat in that entire stadium than have to run an Oklahoma drill against Derrick Henry.
1: Indeed, he would kill someone.
0: Yeah. Okay, speaking of someone who might kill someone, how about Ben Sim I'm just kidding. Ben Simmons actually hasn't tried <laughs> to kill anyone. I'm not going to throw that out there. But Ben Simmons isn't no longer talking to the 76ers. What does this tell you about Ben Simmons? Do you think do, like do you think there's people who want him?
1: Yes, I 100% believe that there are people who want him, if not just for the experiment. Here's I, I don't even have a lot to say about this one. I think you would more. But here's my thing. Ben Simmons, it is very obvious that basketball is not the first priority in his life, simply because we have been saying for years he needs to learn to shoot the ball from outside of five feet. He has not done so. Every other aspect of his game really is fine, but he cannot shoot the ball. And if you can't shoot the ball, you can't play in the NBA. Like you, you can't, you can't, you cannot, at Ben Simmons' height, play in the NBA and not have even a semblance of a threat from beyond five feet. And so my problem is that it's not even like his problem because like, doc rivers I, i'm sorry like no disrespect to someone who like has had a really long career in the nba that's stupid him like his postgame comments were so freaking. oh uh, coach, they were so like to me personally if you have a problem with ben simmons then figure it out but immediately after a game you as a coach should yeah. know better than to especially to your second best player on the team like someone that you tanked for it is such a stupid idea unless you already
0: knew you wanted to trade him
1: right but then my question is like who who, like who made doc rivers the person who gets to decide that is doc rivers
0: the director of basketball operations in philly because i know he's been that before so that would make me uh the clippers yes yeah
1: yeah he was. I think Daryl Morey is the one who's controlling trades, though. Okay. So, if you're Darryl Yeah, Morey, so, yeah, he and, was
0: he was removed from the – yeah, he's not.
1: And so, if you're Daryl Morey, if you're watching that press conference, how do you not just lose your mind and th- start throwing things to the television? Yeah. yeah or start I, – I don't – and I just – I think Ben Simmons has proved that basketball is not his first priority. So, I don't have a problem with the 76ers wanting to trade him. Right, and use him as trade fodder because they want to make their team better, and they know that he's not committed in the long run. I don't. But your
0: issue is that they basically devalued the trade value by coming out and telling everyone they didn't want him anymore. Immediately,
1: immediate, like it, it. Deshaun Watson, you know what I mean? Yeah. What the Texans did makes no sense. It makes no sense to be like we're not trading him, making it very obvious and like devaluing like the value of the asset, and making it very obvious that when you're going to trade him. Now everybody else has the leverage. It doesn't make any sense to do that. And it's the same thing here with the 76ers. It makes no sense to be like, yeah, like basically after, like in that in that press conference, right? Like right after, yeah, our point guard sucks. Can't shoot free throws. It's garbage. Well, now everybody's like, well, I mean, you guys told us like he sucks and like can't shoot free throws. Like, I don't know why you want us to give you like so many picks for that. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, I don't understand what the 76ers specifically were doing.
0: Yeah. It would almost be like... If you, if you want to set, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I've had this before where, like, my friends want to set me up with a girl, and I'm like, and but, like, they're perfectly single and not dating her, and I'm like, okay, well, if she's so great, then why aren't you dating her? And if you're not dating 100%. her, that makes me think that maybe there's something I'm missing, and maybe it's just that you grew up with her and she's, like, a sister to you. But like the principle is the same. It's like dude, if you don't want to date her, why would I want to date her? And if you don't want to date her and she's yours, then I, I I don't want to run this analogy to the point where we're trading women for cash, but like like in but like if if the 76ers don't want Ben Simmons, then you now just told the league, "Hey, we're willing to deal him for a lot less than we
1: would have been if you thought that we still wanted him." Doc Rivers got yelled at after that. There's no way he didn't, because if I was an owner or if I was a general manager, I would be like, "What is wrong with you?" At everybody, every every single person in professional sports understands. After a game, keep yourself in check. Say, be very neutral, right? You can be happy, yes. but you like, especially in a loss. Yep, there's things we need to fix, and we'll go back and we'll fix them. Like you just are very blasé to the media, because problems start when players and coaches start to become angry and they're like, I'm going to take it into my own hands right now. Post final, like post like playoffs loss. I'm going to like decide the fate of this. Cause you really think about it with one sentence, Doc Rivers basically ruined that relationship. Yeah. Like boy was out here playing Warzone. cares more about that than like, like yes. than improving his free throws. You really think it was going to take like a world altering event in order to shatter that relationship. It was probably gone halfway through that series. And now you basically cut the string and, not only did you cut the string, you dropped the meat on the floor. It's been there for 30 days, and now you want to trade it to people, and I don't understand how you think you're going to unload that, at least not with a significant like downgrade from what you could have gotten.
0: Yeah, so reportedly the relationship is beyond repair. He's not even taking Joel Embiid's phone calls. He said he doesn't want to be traded to the Raptors or the Blazers. This is what makes me want to continue the narrative that he doesn't care about basketball that much. Because he's not open to going to the Raptors or the Blazers, both of which he could go be the star and they have a decent enough foundation, he probably could get them to the playoffs. He is, quote, open to getting traded to one of the California teams. And Isn't if, that you're, crazy? if you're which just. He's saying, already there every weekend anyway. Exactly. If you're telling me the, the only thing you care about is the location of the place that you're playing and you, all you cares about is that it's in California, and it's not like he's from California, so that's not the thing. It's not like he wants to go home. He just wants to go somewhere where the lifestyle is easy, the fame is easy, and you get it regardless of whether or not you win. Okay, I'll toss this one to you, Ben Simmons. You're open to getting traded to California. How about we just say, look, you know who also doesn't shoot the ball incredibly well but is a very good basketball player? De'Aaron Fox. How about we just swap you for him? And the Sacramento Kings are desperate enough that they might take that deal.
1: Please do it. I would
0: – can you imagine Joel Embiid and De'Aaron Fox playing together and they have a good enough three-point shooting around him? You get an upgrade at – and he plays decent defense. He can shoot the ball. That is a major upgrade. And, I, like I said, I think the the Kings are desperate enough that they would take that deal.
1: Even just to, like, be a part of that and to potentially – because you know that they would force the 76ers to give up assets. You know that they yeah. would force them to – like, I'm, we're taking this thing for you. We're taking this L. Like – it's not like they have their rep- reputations to protect. They're the kings. But here's, here's my other thing. Tinfoil hat. I'm gonna place right on my head real quick. You cannot conv- You, you cannot convince me, that the Kim Kardashian, like not Kim Kardashian, but like the Kardashian curse. You can't. Not only can you not convince me that it's not real. You can't even convince me right now that it's not coordinated. You cannot convince me that there are not oh. NBA executives out there trying to get the Kardashians to date players of rival teams. You can't convince me otherwise. It's 100% a thing. It's, oh my gosh. Like, they, they date people and they ruin them. Just every aspect of their life. Down the, like, and obviously being facetious, the dude's getting paid millions of dollars to play Warzone. But, like, the if you date a Kardashian... I'm scared for Devin Booker. Someone needs to rescue my boy. (laughs) And they need to get him out of there because holy cow, it is real.
0: Dude, this is some 10 things I hate about you type stuff. Some Heath Ledger RIP. Really, though? Just paying people to date other people for your own personal gain. Okay, I mean, De'Aaron Fox is a 45% career uh, field goal shooter. So, oh, and, I mean, he's 33% from three, which isn't horrible. And here's the kicker. He's 72% from the free throw line um, in his whole career, which is more than you could say for Ben Simmons. But continuing your narrative of tinfoil hats, I don't think most people know this, but the... Philadelphia 76ers went out and made a signing either yesterday or today. And it was not a basketball player. But it was someone who gets them one step closer to Damian Lillard. They signed. Okay, so the Portland Trailblazers, I believe that this was the reason. Um, Let's see what this guy's name is. Um, So this guy used to be a coach. Phil Beckner. Phil Beckner, guess where he used to work? Weber State, when Damian Lillard was there. Coincidentally, now he was working for the Portland Trailblazers, and now the Philadelphia 76ers have signed Phil Beckner to be there as as a consultant, as a trainer, consultant to the coaching staff. He's already working with Sixers players. Becker is a former Weber State assistant coach and longtime trainer for Damian Lillard. I love this. I I don't know exactly what it means. I I know, but. I can't remember who it was. Somebody at one point was, uh, I mean, somebody got a lot out of, before we knew where Tom Brady was going, there was a lot that we got out of um, uh, Tom Brady's trainer. So, I think this is a huge thing. If, you, if you're if you trying to get Damian Lillard to come there, hiring his trainer is a huge deal because it's like, look, we're willing to do everything to get you, and... I mean, you tell me if you think this is legit. Is it at all possible they're pretty sure that they're going to get him and this was an easier deal to get done first before they got the Damian Lillard deal done, so they just went ahead and pulled the trigger on this?
1: I think the problem with that, like just like that general line of thinking think about like their Aaron Rodgers one, right? It's way easier to have the really difficult conversation with Aaron Rodgers and then go and get Randall Cobb afterwards as an afterthought from the Cowboys as compared to doing the little thing in the hopes that the big conversation goes well and so i think if if what you're saying is the case they are so beyond still because here's the thing like every sports every sports league has a problem with keeping secrets like they just suck at it the nba cannot keep a secret from a soul you know everything that's going on in that league all the time because they are just with if you have wash narowski like if, if you have waj and shams anywhere within like 100 miles of where you are, it's getting out. It's getting out at some point. And so if they, if this is the case, it's the greatest cover up in the history of sports. Like, I don't know how that conversation, especially since it died so quick. You know what I mean? Like the Damien Lillard or like, we don't really talk about it a whole lot anymore because Damien Lillard was like, if it doesn't come from me, it's not real. Yeah. And we kind of dropped it, right? Just like, just in general sports media dropped it. And I do not like, if if that's the case, that's been happening, it's the greatest fake out ever seen.
0: But I'll add this to you. He's probably not doing a whole lot of talking with his agent because he's a little busy right now. He's A, not even on the continent, and he's B, trying to win a gold medal. So if if it's – I think it is somewhat possible that maybe he was like, hey, yeah, I'm ready for this to get done. Just let me get back first. And so they're like, okay, we're pretty sure that he's going to – we're going to get a deal for him as soon as he's, like, back in the country. Let's go get out – go out and get this trainer to let Damon Lillard know
1: – like, we are worth him coming here because we're focused on him. I mean, yeah. No, I could I could see that happening. Uh, it would definitely – a lot of players, like, let their agents, like, determine things for them, right? Do True. things for them, determine where they play. I don't see Damian Lillard being that individual, so I think he is directly involved if it's happening. And so it would make sense what you're saying. I don't know. I While we have our tinfoil hats on, like, I see where you're coming from. Huh. Well, I
0: mean, he doesn't have a no-trade clause, so he could. They, so they wouldn't even have to work directly with him. So maybe the so the Trailblazers could do this deal without him. He doesn't have any choice. So it, it is possible. Um, speaking of uh, things that are sus, I just saw this story and I forgot to bring it up while we were talking about Julio Jones, but titans receiver julio jones and former nfl receiver roddy white who both played together on the atlanta falcons uh like five six years ago have been sued which isn't uncommon however the the uh, according to pro football talk the lawsuit alleges that jones white and multiple other defendants have sold since march 2021 a whopping three million dollars per month of cannabis products here's the kicker on the black market and that they're laundering money arising from those sales.
1: There are only two responses to that story. Either a, this is the freaking funniest thing I've ever heard. And who, like, you're like, if, if you're an NFL player and you do like, if you sell weed as an NFL player on an NFL contract, you're an idiot. Like you don't have enough IQ cells to lose in a football game. Like you're an idiot. Especially if you are making Julio Jones level money, you are a freaking moron. If this is fake, right, which is my suspicion, that like this is a person that just wants money, if that turns out to be the case, I want to know who promised him a hundred bucks in order to sue them for this because it makes like this so outlandish, it's so wild. I don't know. If, if, especially like people, pe- most people don't even care if you're like selling weed openly. Right, I, unless I guess... Like, but he's the, selling the it on t- the black market. Right, and so if he's selling it on the black market, I, it makes... If this is true, Julio Jones is quite possibly the stupidest player in professional sports since J.R. Smith.
0: Also, bro, don't even hate on my man J.R. Smith. I love that boy. What I no, want to know... the stupidest
1: player I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, my buddy one time, I had a friend who worked at a movie theater in Vegas, and she said one time J.R. Smith came in just plastered to a movie theater. Like, this was not a bar. He was at a movie theater. Granted, it was Vegas. And he walks up and he goes, "Where? where is Where's the bathroom? And she literally, like, it's a, it's a movie theater. I don't know if you've ever been to a movie theater before, but, like, it's literally the easiest place to find the bathroom anywhere. There's, like, three hallways and there's four bathrooms and they're all marked. She goes, it's literally right over there. It was, like, 20 feet away. He goes, where? And she's like, it's, it's. I'm sorry, sir, like, it's right there. She had to walk him to the bathroom because he couldn't find out his own because he was so plastered drunk. My thing is, I I don't know. I don't know how much you know about the black market. I don't know that much about the black market, but what would be the reason for someone selling weed on the black market when it's legal?
1: It would be about avoiding the taxes that are involved with it. You don't have to pay taxes. And so if you sell it, like the, I don't know, like it would depend on what you did with the income. It would depend on the player being intelligent, right? Or having an agent that's extremely slimy, like a financial accountant, but it would most likely be to avoid the taxes or if the weed is laced with something that isn't legal, they would want to avoid the ramifications of that. But either way, like, if you're, if, if you're making millions and millions a year and you are making money selling it on the black market, you're the stupidest person known to man. Like, there's, like there, I don't even have words to describe it.
0: It makes me wonder, because one of the things that I'm coming to learn more and more about the legal system is that you can get away with murder if you have a good enough lawyer. JoJ OJ Simpson told all of us that that you could get away with a lot of things if you get the right legal team. I you said you called it stupid, which I understand, but I would almost be willing to call it intelligent because if you have the right money, the right lawyers, you can get away with a lot of things and it makes me wonder, look, I'm sure this lawsuit will go away. There's a reason that only one website I mean it's pro football talk so it's it's reputable. but there's a reason only one website is talking about this and not a, like a conglomerate. It makes me wonder, though, if this is if this is the case, this, this story is going to go away soon, but are there other players in the NFL who are making money and laundering money in an illegal way 100%. just because they know they can?
1: 100%. There are NFL players doing illegal things with their money and are getting away with it because they're NFL players. 100% this is the case. Everyone wants to talk about how dirty... Um,
0: politicians are for how they launder their money and the things that they do, and it's like honestly, I bet you, I bet you these NFL boys aren't that far off if we're being
1: seriously honest with ourselves. I mean, Richie Incognito is in the league making money. Oh like, shoot! Like, bro, you're gonna tell me that like people aren't doing like illegal things on the side? Like, here's here's the, also the other thing, right? Um, this has nothing to do with anybody's race. It has nothing to do with anything like that, but. The issue is that a lot of these most most of these players, regardless of race, did not come from wealthy families and then make it into the like call like make it into college and then get to the NFL. Because there's usually a certain level of hunger that you need to have in order to get to that level. And that's what poverty usually provides. So most of these players were individuals who were middle class and lower who ended up making it in the NFL. There's not a whole lot of Ivy League kids that are actually in the NFL. The problem is You do stupid crap with money when you don't understand that money is a tool and you just see money as a reward. When you see money as a reward, you do stupid crap with it. And other people, it's much easier for people to convince you to do stupid crap with your money. I I worked at Fidelity for a little bit and obviously like I'll never disclose like the the people that I talk to, right? Because there's rules around it. But let's just say I talked to individuals who made like some of the most filthy and ungodly amounts of money I've ever seen. I've never seen so many zeros, right, in some of these accounts that I'm looking at. And it's because these individuals see it as a tool to make more money. And they're not selling weed on the side because I can see it if they are. And these these individuals who sometimes make, come into a lot of money, do stupid things on the side. I don't know, that's what makes me think that like the Julio Jones story is kind of bunk is because it's like, it, it, you can be getting sued for it, but whether or not it actually happened, It would be hilarious if that was the case and some guy sued him for this and he got caught by some dude, maybe the guy he was selling it to, and then this guy makes money from it. It would be freaking hilarious. How do you even get to – maybe this isn't a conversation for this, but, like, how do you
0: even – I don't even know how to find the black market. How does a nice, just normal wide receiver like Julio Jones, even with whatever background he has, how do you, like, find the black market and say – hey, let's start selling weed here. Because I'm pretty sure you could sell weed illegally without having to sell it on the black market. The black market's pretty intense. You could just sell it to Joe Schmo down the street, launder it a different way, as opposed to selling it through the black market.
1: Also, like it would depend on the definition that you're using to, Like in order to say black market, because a lot of people just think if you're not selling it legally, it's on the black market, oh, okay. and that's not what it is. And so a lot of times, the definition that we're using is so beyond broad.
0: Uh, I mean, Google defines the uh, black market as an illegal traffic or trade in officially controlled or scarce commodities. So I think it's basically anytime you sell anything illegally. So maybe just the fact that they're laundering this money. So it is exactly what you were saying. Like it, it It's just that they're doing it illegally, not necessarily that they're doing it through some sketchy
1: organization on the dark web or anything like that. Right, and I don't know. I just think... I think I don't know I I think in an an NFL player spends most of their day worrying about football right if they're if they're good they end up spending most of the day like day wondering about football and then also you have to understand they have families on top of it if they're married and they have kids right like they, they have family that they have to deal with and then on top of that they usually have business ventures right and so, It would be extremely interesting to see where on earth they had the time to begin selling weed on the like on the quote-unquote black market it would be extremely interesting to see where it was on that calendar that that thing got scheduled in
0: i mean neither julio jones or roddy white are married so or nor do they have kids so i don't think this would worry them a ton speaking of someone who doesn't have kids before we wrap up do you have an issue with the USA with USA basketball not accepting Trey Young despite
1: him saying that he wanted to be on the team? It depends on the reason, and because I don't know the reason, I can't really say. At the end of the day, if your reason was something to do with timing or something to do with like conflict, I like, like if the roster was somewhat already set, that would be the case. I haven't seen the official report, so I don't know the specifics. If the, if it was based on talent, I have no idea how Keldon Johnson got on that roster. Like, I have literally no idea. So, I just, I think it's up to the specifics. I don't know. So, here's
0: the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They wrote a story about it. So, Jerry Colangelo is the managing director of USA Basketball, which basically means he's the GM. Um, right. He said, Trey Young's time will come, but it just isn't now. Um said, quote, I'm happy he wants to play for USA Basketball. He's done really well in the NBA, but predicated on what we felt we needed. He didn't fit the bill this time around. He's a young player. He has a future with USA Basketball, but it was the option. The opinion of our staff that it wasn't now. It's for others to make the declaration you made a mistake. It's for others to make the declaration you made a mistake. Um, I 100% disagree with this. I think the reason I... This is I... Coach Krzyzewski and uh, what's the guy's name who is now currently coaching USA Basketball, Fountain of Youth Boy, what's his name? Um, like Greg Popovich? Yes, Greg Popovich. They are very different coaches. Coach Krzyzewski is able to take a bunch of studs that are basically all-stars in college and get them to all play together, and it works really well. Greg Popovich has never shown the ability to do that or to believe in that, hence why... All of his Hall of Famers were like the least socially relevant Hall of Famers of all time Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, Tim Duncan, and whoever else you want to throw in that group. Um, I think part of the reason that Trey Young didn't make this team was because of the way that he plays basketball, because he is a big, very flashy type of ball player, which upsets me because you're seeing this play out. I don't care how you think basketball works at the highest level, but I'll tell you what. Like, we tried the whole, yeah, let's play team basketball and get a bunch of role players and put them together with a couple of stars, like this Keldon Johnson move. Yeah, well, that's not working. Like, it's not. Draymond Green is not a world beater. The way that this team has always been constructed, always you took the most flashy players, you took the best dudes, and you put them all on a team together. You put LeBron, Kobe, or er, LeBron, Kobe, Melo, Kyrie, you put all these boys together on the same team, and they went and they just ran amok on everyone else. If everyone else was good enough to beat you in a team form of basketball, then that might not work. But when you're just coming out with less than the talent that you could have put up, that's the issue that I have. And here's the other thing. I understand look like there has to be displacement then if you want to take somebody if you want to put somebody on you have to take somebody off okay Keldon johnson he's a guard i think you could take him off devin booker just got done playing in the finals you could argue that he's tired i think you could take him off i think you could take jeremy grant off granted he's a forward i would take trae young over zach levine i understand that's not a popular opinion and I also think that if you had another forward, you could swap Dra I mean, they're pretty heavy at forward. I think Trae Young's better than Drew Holiday, and I also think he's better than Draymond Green. So I do have an issue, especially when he told you he wanted to play for them, and you had spots come open, and you still decided you didn't want him when he literally led the Atlanta Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals and they lost to the NBA champions.
1: Did... The report state when it was that Trey indicated that he wanted to play because I know a couple of these guys have indicated for a while that they wanted to play.
0: uh, He, um, let me see. He was snubbed and he came out and was upset about the snub, um, July fifteenth, which was like three weeks ago, which was before the Olympics started, and he was out of the playoffs for long enough that you could have still
1: got him. I understand that. I think. Also, I'm not saying that like this is a good reason, but like it is a reason that could have been given. You look at some of the guards; those are some ball dominant guards they got going at like the guard position. You have Damian Lillard, you have Zach Levine. Um, Drew Holiday is more of a defender than like a ball hogging guard. Yeah, um, Devin Booker is there. So it, um, and then obviously Kellen Johnson. So the thought process is it is po- there is potential. That part of the reason was they didn't. They already felt like they had a lot of ball dominant guards, and so they got people like Kel, like Keldon Johnson, Drew Holiday to be more defensively minded. Um, like like you said, I think he's better than both of them. But that could be another reason is that if they wanted a little bit more. It explains why Draymond Green is on the squad because Draymond Green's not an All Star, not anywhere close. And so, if you're wanting like defensive grit then Drew Holiday makes sense and I'm not I'm not super familiar with Keldon Johnson so I can't actually really say with that one I mean he tweeted out that video the classic um
0: last dance video of isaiah thomas saying i met the criteria to be selected and i wasn't and i agree he met the criteria he wasn't selected hopefully we meet the criteria for what y'all's favorite podcast is because we know we're the bomb i saw a lot of people on social media out here this week posting what should i listen to this week what podcasts are good and i don't care what category people were asking for i'm telling y'all you should listen to the trophy you should come hang out with us because we're going to tell you everything that's going on and we're not stupid we're not here for clout i wish we were because we might be better at our jobs as a result but we're gonna have a good one hope y'all enjoy your friday or your yeah your friday and uh we will see y'all saturday morning